It's lights out and away we go. Verstappen away well, as is Leclerc, as is Sainz and Hamilton covers. Welcome back to another episode of Formula One. Yeah, no race uh, this past weekend, but we have Saudi coming up yes. this next weekend. Very exciting. Very fast course. Yes, second fastest course on the calendar behind Monza, so it's the fastest street course. Okay. Um, really interesting course. They've made some changes to hopefully make it a little safer because it is actually one of the more most dangerous ones as well. Just, just because it is so fast. It's so fast and it's a street course. There's really, you can't really see around corners. There's a lot of corners. It's a night, right? And it's at night, yes. Um, so they've opened up the curbs on two of the turns. I think eight and 10, if I'm remembering correctly. So the visibility is a lot better. Um, we'll see if that makes a difference in the driver's opinions about safety, but not great visibility and a very fast track and a lot of turns makes Yeah, it a lot of turns, which is very interesting. It's got the most turns out of any course, yes. right? Yes. 27. 27, yeah, next behind them is Singapore with 23. And it's still the fastest, second fastest course. Yeah. That's insane to me. I know, it's, it's I mean, you know how F1 defines like a corner. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Turn, just a but, slight turn, yeah. Um, it's a really interesting track. It should be hopefully a more interesting race. Hopefully we can have some closer racing with the DRS zones and um, how it's set up. It's also a better fit track for Mercedes and Ferrari. Um, smoother tracks should be less tire deg. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they have some more interesting. I know. Hopefully we get some battle. I mean, like yeah. Monza is great and it's beautiful, but you know, yeah. it's whoever qualifies the fastest is going to likely win the race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And With Saudi, it's not the case. Exactly. Yeah. And there's the way they're set up is there's this like DRS chicken essentially where it's like drivers will be like right next to each other and trying to get as close as they can without getting in front so that they can get to the DRS. And it's it should be good. We've yeah. had DRS chicken and, and some pretty good battling for the last two years. Saudi's only been around for two. Um, so hopefully we have more this year. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an exciting race. I'm excited. Um, in terms of news, not too much going on. No, no, no. Mercedes released a letter this past week, um, kind of like a, as a, a plea to fans to trust <laughs> them. Us. And yeah, yeah, uh, keep believing. Um, they're hoping to turn things around and uh, kind of just apologize of, as where the team is. And But, you know, they're hopeful as to where they want to go. We'll see. I mean, Toto doesn't seem too happy. Lewis doesn't seem too happy. George has kind of just like thrown up his hands and said yeah. like, it's Red Bull's game, you know? Yeah. Poor George was in a Williams for how many years and then finally got into what he thought was going to be a championship winning car. And he's back to the midfield. Back to the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> at least he's not yeah, and last like the Williams. Yeah, you know, at least he's not. Has they were like, the past, but. I mean, when he was driving with them, they were like four seconds off. They were so behind. Yeah. Um, but still. Yeah. Speaking um, about Lewis, though, which is very interesting, there's been a rumor that he may consider going to another team yeah. like Ferrari, like I your heard team, it was right? But there's no freaking chance. Yeah. I feel like there, the news came out that allegedly his contract negotiations were delayed, and everyone sort of took that and ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the contract negotiation could be delayed for any number of reasons. You know, he. It again. This is all rumor. Yes. But yeah, yeah. The what came out of like what he was asking for as far as his terms was like he wanted to stay. I think as a driver for maybe five more years. That's 
That's pretty long. Pretty long. I mean, I'd be happy with that. Keep Lewis around. Um, but then after that, he wanted to have in his contract to be like like a brand ambassador or something, or, or continuing to work with the Mercedes brand. Which, um, like, honestly, I don't know. I don't see why they I wouldn't give that, that to him. I don't see that being an but... issue either. But, you know, it's legal stuff, logistics, you never totally, know. Totally, totally. Um, I don't... I would put money right now on the fact that Lewis Hamilton will finish his career at Mercedes. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, the rumor has it that he would be looking at another team so that he could win his eighth championship. Yeah. But there's no way that he would be, like, spend so much time with Mercedes yeah. and then for, like, one or two years go to Ferrari. And honestly, yeah. Ferrari isn't looking... They're not, exactly. they're not open That's right the, now. The only time that I think a choice like that would make sense is if, you know, the pigs fly and then Max Verstappen's not driving for Red Bull anymore. Then that's like a seat you, Lewis Hamilton can jump into and probably win. Totally. But totally. there's no guarantee with a Ferrari or an Aston or any of these other seats that, you know, are up at the front. Yeah. Yeah. Can make that eighth title happen. Totally. For Yeah. Ferrari's not going to be like pushing out Charles. No. Uh, Aston's not going to be pushing out Alonso and definitely not Lance because, I mean, it's <laughs> Lance's, Lance's team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's it's interesting how the rumor mill has taken this, like, what I think to be just kind of normal with contract stuff and, and ran with it. But um, I mean, we know this, that, like, F1 and fans and press and oh, yeah. everything, they love the drama. So and, like, and when there is none, we will make it. Yes, yes. It'll get generated. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, speaking of, of Ferrari seats, um, it's rumored that Charles Leclerc had a meeting with the head of Ferrari. So, you know, past the team principal, past all of that, about his feelings about Bahrain and his future at Ferrari. Um, he's come up a lot. His contract, I think, is until 2025. And there's been a lot of rumors of like, if he can't win here, you know, what's his incentive to stay with Ferrari and keep trying, right? Where you know? would he go? I mean, who knows what the driver market is going to look like at the end yes, of 2025. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just seems premature to have those conversations. I think it's everybody, you know, he was asked if he was going to leave at the car launch this year. That's absurd. I mean, I thought that he was going to the top to resolve issues within the the team or the car i think it's expressing concerns but i think those concerns ultimately bubble up to like i'm here to win mm. i've come to this team to win i want to win with ferrari but if that's not going to happen then i need to i Fair think enough. that's also like kind of a threat thing of like you need to get it together because they do yeah you know you never know i mean like andretti's people could be reaching out to him yep. a little whisper in his ear mm -hmm. apparently they're starting to hire up which is kind of crazy i'm so excited i'm so excited that would be awesome um and then you know kind of the last i guess piece of news really from this week um also ferrari related very mercedes and ferrari heavy week yeah. Which, which is great for us. Love I mean, that. Love talking about it. The news yeah. itself, not yes. ideal for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, lots of people, I, I, you know, higher ups and engineers and things like that have been um, leaving Ferrari in the last week. It's been announced. I don't think this is crazy shocking at all with Fred Vasseur coming in. He's reshuffling everything. A lot of those people that were there were Bonotto hires and Bonotto loyal lists mm -hmm. i guess you want to call it um so it's it's not a shock that he's shuffling things around 
I think that does not bode well for, for example, Charlotte Leclerc's concerns, because yeah. that, I think, solidifies, you know, new team It's kind of in a rebuilding season. Exactly. So we'll see. Okay. Um, but for this week's episode, so last week I made a admission of, of guilt that yeah, I am now a Lance Confession, as, as some would say. <laughs> and I'm now a Lance Stroll fan, and um, it had me thinking to go along with this sort of series that we have ongoing of information you might find useful if you're newer to F1, um, giving a little context on the drivers, their reputations, the lore, if you will, around them, maybe give you a little bit more context on why Alex groaned so loudly when I said I was a Lance Stroll fan now, um, and, and some other driver info, why we say the things it's we say. It's a complete 180. It is a complete 180. <laughs> I actually, I feel like I was just feeding into the Lance Stroll hate train. I feel like I never had a valid reason to hate Lance Stroll. Okay. There's other ones that I do have a valid Now you have a valid yeah. reason to like him, apparently. I just don't... Yeah, okay. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. <laughs> Starting um, with Red Bull. Yeah, so we'll start with... Um, do you want to just go based on current point standings? Yeah, why not? Perfect. So we'll start with with the man, the myth, the legend. Max, Max Verstappen. So Max is... His reputation is the villain. And it has been since before all of this drama with the 2021 end of the season. He was, his nickname was Mad Max for a while. Very aggressive. Yes. In the driver's seat. Had, had this reputation of being very, very aggressive, kind of angry. Um, there's that infamous time where he crashed into Esteban Ocon, but then he then, pushed Esteban Ocon after the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, villain, it's also very easy to become the villain when you have that reputation already and then you win and in kind of a... You're on the top of the mountain. I think I said it like yeah. a few episodes back, you know? Yeah. Everyone's going to be gunning for you. Everyone's going to be throwing shade. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, it's not too, too long ago when Sebastian Vettel was the Red Bull villain who was winning everything and then... Look how that ended up. We all love yes. him so much. Yeah. So you never know. Good old Seb. Um, I don't get warm and fuzzy vibes from Max Verstappen. Like no, I, said, I don't think I'll ever feel that. But, you know, that's okay. Know. That's okay. Um, Sergio Perez, Checo. His teammate. His teammate. <laughs> I don't know if there's really, like, any lore. I mean, he's, yeah. like, a consistent driver. Mm-hmm. But he's like grown up in kind of like the middle of the pack, so he's not incredibly aggressive. Yeah. So he's a great number two driver, and exactly. I think that's why Red Bull likes him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he, um, his seat at Red Bull now is the first top team he's had a seat with, um, and he's been with uh, plenty of other teams. I yeah. mean, most memorably, I think for me, Force India, because it was pink. Mm-hmm. Or what was that? Was that Force India that was pink? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. You know, yeah, not too much, like, lore about him. He's not really talked about too much. Yeah. Um, but someone who is talked about a lot, Mr. Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Former champion. Former champion. He's a two-time world champion. He is very much known as the villain. He likes kind of being the villain. He wants to be... He acknowledges that he's toxic. He kind of feeds <laughs> into that. Um, loves in, to start the drama. Loves to start the drama. He's um, Some of his highlights are... 
when he was driving for McLaren, he was having disagreements with then team leader Ron Dennis, who was well known to be a very clean, very, some may say OCD type personality. So Fernando Alonso one day found just the juiciest peach that he could ever find and just ate it and let it like drip all over him and onto the table during a meeting because he was just mad at Ron Dennis. Um, <laughs> what the hell? Very petty. Um, also from the famed, I think it was the 2008 Singapore Grand Prix where um, he was driving for Renault. His teammate, Nelson Piquet Jr., crashed under suspicious circumstances. Safety car was brought out. Fernando ended up winning that race because of that safety car. It was then alleged by that teammate that he was told to do that. Um, so he's, he's no stranger to some scandal. He's also not afraid to be part of a scandal. No, no, no. He'll join in. Yeah. His teammate and uh, whose father is the financer of the team, Lance Stroll. Lance. Your, your new favorite. My new, he's not my new favorite. I'm just not, I'm just not a hater anymore. Um, he's like top five for you. He's not top five for me. <laughs> um, I feel like we're in like middle school and you're like, you have a crush on him. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Lance Stroll's reputation is not good. He is largely seen as just daddy's money pay driver, which he is. What's this the term you like? Nepo baby. Nepo baby. He isn't. He he's a nepo baby. But I think we can make that argument for a good amount of these. I mean, yes, Max Verstappen's dad was an F one driver too. Yeah. Um, but Lance, every team he has been on. His dad has been a major investor into um, in one of the earlier, maybe in the first season of F1, he was driving, or season of F1, season of Drive to Survive. <laughs> um, he's not that old. Yeah. He was driving for Williams, and the Williams team principal at that time basically said, like, we have Lance because of Lawrence's money. Yeah. Um, his seat is basically forever secured as long as Lawrence is an investor with the team. But, and here's where, here's where my change of opinion on him comes in. There have been plenty of pay drivers, our good friend Nicholas Latifi being one of them. I don't think Lance is that bad. No, I mean, I don't think he's that bad. I think uh, they do have an incredible car this year. Um, I wouldn't say that like he is like a, a showstopper. But he got in previous six with two broken wrists. Well, that's because he has got a great car, I think. I mean, Alonzo's like third. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, he's got to be he's got to be good enough to perform on the F one level, or like regardless of money, mm -hmm. you still wouldn't get a seat. Yeah. Unless you're, you know. Yeah, and I mean, he did well in the lower levels. Um, he raced with people like George Russell, Charles Leclerc, things like that, and like F two and stuff. I mean, for the most part, like a lot of these drivers either like came from money or. Because the sport is just expensive, yeah. right? I like mean, I couldn't afford to go travel around Europe and cart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Most normal people can. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's just a matter of his dad. I think I think he gets the brunt of all of that because his dad is so forefront in the mix of you know he's an investor of the team. Totally. You know, he's not hiding behind any sort of brand or anything like that either. Like, Nikita Mazepin was obviously a pay driver. He stunk. 
mm-hmm. but like his dad's brand, Uricali or whatever it was called, yeah. was yeah. the sponsor. Yeah. Not so much like Lawrence, like walking out looking like a Disney villain <laughs> yeah. during the yeah, car yeah, launch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so funny. Yeah. Next, Ferrari? Mercedes. Come oh, Mercedes. on. What are you talking about? What list are you looking at? Mine's different. Mercedes has got 16 points, Ferrari's got 12. And that's because your boy Leclerc. Uh, You're going by team didn't standings. Finish. Yeah, that's I'm way- going by driver standings. That's why we were mixed up. That's okay. Oh, no. Come on. Drivers are team standings. Okay, okay. <laughs> Mercedes, the GOAT, Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Reputation. Calm, cool, collected. Yeah. For the most part, I would say. Yeah. And I think even in his like younger years, he never really seemed to, except for the Brosades thing, which I, we will get to eventually. We yes. Yeah. yeah. One, day. One day. One um, day. But he's always sort of had this like calm, you know, low, like even keel voice. I yes. Like. Yeah. When, like, don't you just like, you can just picture him talking about stuff where he's just like, yeah, I mean, it's just not great, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But he's, uh, it's, I mean, he's like more than a driver, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. He's build, building this empire outside of F1, yeah. whether it be through like clothing or um, he bought the Broncos or mm-hmm. part of the Broncos. He's definitely the most mainstream famous. Totally. Of, like by a mile. Totally. Um, been to the Met Gala. Very stylish, like, yes. like crazy meta stylish, you know? Yeah, he has the best paddock outfits whenever yeah, he arrives yeah, to a race. Yeah. Um, and then George Russell. Your arch nemesis. My personal arch nemesis, which is not his genuine general brand. His general brand, he's sort of seen as like kind of this nerdy British guy, which I think is pretty accurate. He uses words like crikey. Um, there was a meme on Twitter last year where it was, it was George Russell, Russell is the type of guy who... And so it would be like, George Russell is the type of guy who, like, you know, slaps his knees and says, like, all righty, all righty, let's get out of here. Definitely a country club kind of guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, Wearing his loafers, all buttoned up. Things are not helped with his pose that he chose for this year's opening credits. Have you seen? He's, like, standing in a hallway with his arms spread out, and he, like, looks up, and it just immediately became a meme. (laughs) Um, <laughs> it's incredible. Actually, Mercedes, the Mercedes account posted, they like cut it out and then they used him as the T and like their oh, Instagram story was like, incredible. it's race week. Incredible. Um, but mostly just like memed. Um, then there are a lot of jokes about George Russell's habit for crashing into people, specifically at turn one. Yep. Um, With Carlos. But no one, no one has quite the visceral hatred that I have. Yes. And that takes us to your team. My guys, Ferrari. Um, so Charles Leclerc, he is sort of like the Ferrari golden boy, would be his, I guess, his re- reputation. The diehard Ferrari fans have nicknamed him, and I don't speak Italian, so bear with me on this one, but Il Predestinato, which okay. is the chosen one. Oh, wow. So they better turn it around. They better turn it around. He wants to be the chosen one. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then Carlos signs. What would you say Carlos's reputation is? I mean, he's always wanted to be a Ferrari driver. Yeah. Like he, as far as his reputation, I don't think he has like any sort of 
you know, meme-wise, it's always sort of <laughs> the faces he makes because there's there is a sort of meme where he's he's sort of like lights around no one's home type of vibe. <laughs> Sometimes you catch him in a moment where he's thinking and it's just like. <laughs> Um, but beyond that, I, I don't. He doesn't really have a, a reputation, bad or good. No, it seems like a good teammate. Mm-hmm. They get along well. Yeah, he's really close with Lando as well. I think he's, if one thing, you know, he tends to get along well with most people. Which he's actually in a, a interesting position because Ferrari is. It's clear that Charles is the front runner. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Carlos has the talent to be the front runner mm-hmm. if they were to shift their attention to him. Exactly. So him kind of like riding the tail of Charles for so long, I don't know, may irritate him. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll kind of see. I, it can't feel good to be a second driver when you know you have the. Yeah, what it takes to be number one. I mean, that's why sure. like Daniel left Red Bull all those years ago, right? So. Yeah, well, I think that's because he thought he had what it took to be number one, but Max is clearly a better yeah. driver. Yeah, Max was. Max is just a different level. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. So Zhou Guanyu is very. His reputation is, I, I would say, really the only thing about him we don't know much about him he's not super public and he's yeah. not really like interviewed all that often but he has great style um he has a brand deal with lululemon wears lots nice. of prada i would say behind lewis he's probably the second best dressed mm. um and then valtteri bottas he i feel like his reputation has changed totally he's so much more relaxed mm-hmm. on this team he's got rock and a mullet and yeah. a stash yeah He's looking good. He's just looking happier, honestly. Yeah, yeah. he's, um, I think, like, much happier. He seemed, you know, stressed, stressed out, much more serious at Mercedes, and now I think he's in a place where he's much more confident, and he's spoken a bit about, you know, the pressures of being on Mercedes and what that did to him health-wise and all of that, which I think, you know, good for him for being comfortable, you know, speaking out about that type of thing. Yeah. And also, Good for him for being in a place where, you know, he can talk about that now. Totally. Alpine. Alpine. Pierre and Esteban. So Pierre's reputation. The biggest, the first thing that comes to my mind is that liked by Pierre Gasly meme, where it was like, people noticed that every time there was an Instagram post by like anyone F1 related, he had already liked it, which then became a meme. Then he made merch out of it. So good for him. Nice. <laughs> um, Business mindset. Yeah. Then I feel like the other notable reputation-wise thing is his supposed feud with Esteban. As far as his driving reputation, I think a lot of people think that he's underrated and we will see this season, you know, what he can do with a better car than an AlphaTauri. Totally. Yeah. Esteban-wise... Eh. No, there's nothing. No, not I mean, much. I think it depends who you ask. Some people think he's criminally underrated. Some people think he's criminally overrated. We'll see. Criminally. Criminally. Um, but again, the notable thing, I think, between the two of them is supposedly this feud they've had since childhood. Which we haven't seen anything. I mean, it has just been testing in one mm-hmm. race. Or like, and we haven't seen any press or yeah. anything really gin it up. So I don't know if it's real or not, but... I like hope it's real for the drama, but <laughs> we'll see. I think 
if the season goes on and they're close in the championship, then we might start seeing things. But beyond that, I'm not sure. Yeah. Down to Williams. Williams. Alex's favorite team, who he definitely thinks belongs. (laughs) They're Um, growing on me, honestly, just because of how cool their car looks. mm -hmm. And they have an American driver. Exactly. And Logan Sargent. And their car's, you know, not too bad this year so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But their driver is Alex Albon, Logan Sargent. So Alex Albon's reputation is like, he does have that reputation of like the nice, funny, sweet guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, But doesn't perform incredibly well. Yeah, I think he... He He got tossed around in the system a little bit. Yeah, I think it was the reputation I think he has of not being a super fast or whatever driver I don't think it's the most fair. He was thrown in 12 races into his rookie season, was thrown into a top car against Max Verstappen. So, yeah, that's pretty tough. But he's been doing well, I think, so far at Williams. We'll see how this season goes. I know. I'm, I'm pulling for Logan. I hope that he has a good season. Maybe Logan he jumps Sarge. into a, you know, a uh, better team in the yeah. future. I mean, who knows? Williams could perform. Could start improving. Yeah, yeah. well this year, but... Yeah. yeah, Logan, I feel like not much of a reputation. No, I mean, so new. So I new. Rookie. And he, he's, he's new, very, like it was his rookie year in F2 as well, last okay. year. Okay. So he's, he's just new on the scene. That's a quick, uh, quick movement. They want that F1. American driver. Love it. Love it. Alpha Towery. Another team you love. Don't love the team, but the drivers. I love the drivers. The short kings. The short kings. So shortest team on the grid, Yuki Tsunoda and Nick DeVries. Um, Yuki's known as being a bit of a hothead. He's uh, had some moments where he's sworn at his race engineer during a race for the race engineer not really saying anything that bad. Um, The reputation's also like very much... He loves food and he hates working out. There was like one scene in Drive to Survive once where he said, if I have to work out, it ruins my whole day. And I was like, same. (laughs) (laughs) And isn't he like a horrible like driver on the street? Like, doesn't he have like a ton of tickets? I remember there was like a scene or something where he's like, oh, someone else will pay for the ticket. Oh, yeah. He he and Pierre did some, I think it was for a brand thing. It could have just been them driving around, but they were in a car together and Yuki was driving and Pierre was like, they're really strict here. You should not be driving that fast. And Yuki didn't listen and then he got a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. I kind of wonder how these drivers are in like normal cars. Are yeah. they flying around? Are they just like calm, cool and collected? Are they just being driven around? So I know I have two, two examples Daniel has been asked this in an interview that I watched once, and he was like, I'm pretty chill. I think I get it all out on the racetrack. Fair, fair. Lewis has said that he doesn't even like driving. Oh. He's like, I guess he, you know. I mean, he probably hates the traffic, honestly. Yeah. The stopping. Exactly, yeah. So he prefers to be a passenger. What's pretty cool is, like, all these cars are are associated with brands for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, McLaren, each driver, I'm pretty sure, gets, like, a McLaren. Uh, I mean, it, you Ferrari. go, Mer- yeah, Ferrari, yeah. Mercedes, I'm sure they get some sweet, like, Maybach Mercedes oh, or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Charles Leclerc's Ferrari is pretty well known. I mean, Monaco's so small, so you, and yeah. he has, it's like a black Ferrari and then a red stripe and a white stripe for the Monaco flag up the car. That's cool. 
Um, very cool. That is very cool. And Carlos Sainz just got a new Ferrari. <laughs> Pretty recently. Must be nice. <laughs> Nick DeVries, I will say, so we'll jump back to Alpha Tower. Nick DeVries, I feel like, is aside from maybe some of the bigger names and Danny, he's like a fan favorite, I yeah. feel like. Because he's been on so many teams. He's filled in these like mm-hmm. odd roles along the way where you know a driver gets sick or hurt or something like that. And now he's finally got a seat. Everyone's, I think, very just happy for him that he's in a seat, wants to see him do well. He's clearly put in the work. Um, he is yet another example of one of my biggest pet peeves, which is an F2 champion not getting a race seat. Mm. And his is a more extreme example. I mean, he's 28 now, and he just got a seat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but very happy for him. I think, yeah, very well-liked overall. We love Nick. That's right. We want them. We want Yuki and Nick to both do very well. To Let's America's team, Haas. Haas. Kevin Mag and Nico Hulkenberg. So... Kevin's reputation was to be a bit of a hothead. Mm-hmm. Um, the famous he does not smash my door was Kevin <laughs> smashing Gunther's door. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg, I feel like the only thing I remember about him is that he has the horrible record of most race entries without ever being on the podium. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, beyond that, the two of them have a storied past together where there was an altercation while they were on separate teams during a race. Nico was racing for Renault at the time. Um, Nico came up to Kevin while he was doing a press conference and was like, said something to him. And then Kevin said something that I can't say on this podcast, but you should look it up. (laughs) (laughs) But it seems like they're playing nice now. I mean, they've, uh, you know. I think they're both, I mean, they're older now. They, Kevin definitely has kids or a kid. I don't, I think Nico has kids too. I feel like that changes you, you know, you like grow up. Totally. And I think for the most part, these drivers have been racing together for years, some even decades Mm -hmm. since they were little, like they're going to have like little beefs, but like at the end of the day, it's kind of like this like big, like messy family Yeah. that, you know, yeah, you get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and last, lastly, but not least, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. McLaren. I'm shocked that, one, that they're the last place team. <laughs> but, two, Lando Norris, an incredible driver. Mm-hmm. Obviously just does not have the car yeah, that his, he needs. I'd say his reputation is like he is widely accepted to be a, a driver that could win a championship if he was given the car. Totally, totally. Very, it seems very easygoing, uh, like laughable, like wants yeah. to have a good time. Wants to have, have Him fun. and Danny used to have a lot of fun together yeah. until the end. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, he seems like, yeah, happy go like he's young, you know, has, um, does a lot of like streaming and stuff. Yeah. Um, Oscar Piastri, <laughs> I saw this thing and I, I can't, this is exactly how I feel about him now. Um, this, these people were talking about how Oscar Piastri has essentially just broken the stereotype that Australians have to be like fun and outgoing. Uh-huh. And sometimes they can just be awkward little weirdos. Which to not say that I don't like Oscar, I just think he's, he's quiet, he's a little bit, he doesn't have the charisma, I would mm. say. Okay. Of of a Daniel Ricardo over Mark Webber. No, no. A bit more serious. 
Yeah. But we'll see. We we haven't seen too much from Oscar beyond the uh, absolute chaos that was Piasco last year. So. Piasco. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So those are our drivers, and they're kind of like uh, vibes. They're vibes. Yeah. You know, it's just give, kind of what they're known little, for. Yeah. So a little bit of context that hopefully you know when we we or others bring up these drivers and, and make comments, maybe you have a little bit more context around like maybe why someone's saying something they're saying totally totally you know fernando if you know on the off chance there's something else about fernando alonso and people are like again and then you'll know yes, because yeah, he's yeah. had like seven thousand others yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but shall we do race predictions yes saudi race sunday got uh practice what thursday friday saturday Friday, yeah. Friday, Saturday. Friday, uh, Saturday. Media Day, Thursday. That's right. Um, very exciting. You know, should be a, hopefully a better race. Hopefully some more battling. Hopefully both Ferraris make it to the end of the race. That would make me happy. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but for our predictions, do you want me to kick it off or do you want to kick it off? I'm going to go ahead and just say a Logan Sargent is going to make it in points. I think that's a very realistic i mean he finished 12th yeah i think that could totally happen he's right on the edge there could you imagine we were predicting that a williams rookie would be finishing in the points in the, in the points not a chance yeah not a chance i mean i'm still shocked that mclaren is number 10 not shocked that haas and alpha tower are back there but yeah mclaren a top of the you know middle of the pack kind of deal mm-hmm. what yeah. Um, which brings us, I guess, to my prediction, which is I don't think we'll see points for McLaren. I, I, I don't either, honestly. I think they had they had so many issues. I mean, obviously, it was been two weeks, right? You know, who knows how much work they've been able to get done. But I don't see it in their future. <laughs> they focus too much on their livery. They're uh, outrageous. And their Google Chrome sponsorship. Yes, my goodness. Yeah. So busy. Um. And then last one, Our is this podium. the last one? Oh, yes. yes, well, and then we have one more thing to address. Oh, yes, yeah, okay. But so we'll, I'll do, we'll do our podium predictions. I'll do podium predictions. We got Max, number one slot. It's kind of just inevitable. Mm-hmm. Hoping that someone challenges him, but not entirely sure. Curveball here. We've got, instead of a 1-2 Red Bull, I'm going to say Red Bull and then Aston with mm-hmm. Alonzo in the second slot. And then third, I'm going to actually put Ferrari there and say that Carlos Yay. is going to get third. I'd be happy with this podium. You know, I would be obviously happier with a Carlos-Ferrari win, but I think we need to be realistic. Um, but we'll see. Now, to our last order of business for this week's episode. If you remember a few months a while ago, we had an episode where we pitched new rules if we were the president of the FIA. Mm-hmm. One of those rules being, whoever causes the first safety car in the 2023 season gets crowned new Latifi. Yep. And who was that so during Bahrain? It's with a heavy heart that I announced that 2023's new Latifi is Charles Leclerc. <laughs> who would have thought? Oh, who would have thought? Oh, see, when I... So how do we, every time we address him, do we need to say new Latifi, Charles Leclerc? 
we're good. I don't think we need to rub it in. No, I think we do actually. <laughs> so actually we'll do NL Charles Leclerc. NL, NL, like a title. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I'm having so much fun as a Ferrari fan this season. I'm really enjoying it. It's going super well for me. Um, Safety car. I can't wait for the Saudi Leclerc. race. I'm not going to have a stomachache the entire time. <laughs> Every time a Ferrari comes into the pits, I'm going to be like, oh my God, please just put four tires on it. Um, They'll get it together. Um, I believe in them. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Fun new thing that I think I'm going to start doing, though, as a Ferrari fan to distract myself from the pain. Feel free to join in if, you, if you'd like. I'm going to start making bets with myself to see if I can guess which race Pierre Gasly is going to get his race ban at. Because if you remember, he has 10 penalty points. Yes, he does. He 12 for a race ban. Well, you can't really talk because Charles could get a ban and will like, or not a ban, sorry. A grid penalty. A grid pe 20 positions. Yeah, but that's apparently not happening anymore. So. Yeah, but he's, I think they've only got two opportunities to change whatever mm -hmm. part that they, and he's already done it twice. Yeah, but you know what? I'm keeping the faith up. I'm going to be, I'm entering my delusional Ferrari fan phase now. Okay, nice. All right. So, All right. remember Max Verstappen who took a 20-something place grid penalty in Spa and then Fair still won? Fair enough, yeah. It is Max though, so. That's different. Yeah. I'm going to be, no, let me be delusional. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, that's all we got for you this week. Stay tuned for uh, next week when we uh, recap Saudi and yeah. chat the rest of the season. Happy race week. Bye. Bye.